Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Life, Love, Marriage, Divorce, the podcast. I'm your host, Monique Davis-Dotson, and I have a very special guest with me today by the name of Kenneth. I call him Kenny. His last name is Wilson. <laughs> He's my, my cousin, and um, he has a beautiful story just about surviving, and when it looks like this is impossible, he will remind us that all things are possible with God. Welcome to the show, Kenny. My Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm excited that you agreed to do this with me. How have you been? I've been all right. How you been? I've been pretty good. So I want to just dive right in. You know, we're both from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, both living here in Houston, Texas. How long have you been in Texas now? You know, I've been here forever. <laughs> um, uh, how long have you been here? This upcoming January will make seven years. Wow. I didn't even realize it was that long. I was thinking it was shorter. It went by fast, too. It did go by fast. It did go by fast. But one of the things um, I wanted to talk to you about, which I love your story, and I want you to, you know, share with my listeners, is that you were, re- you were in a really bad car accident some years ago in Milwaukee, where it wasn't expected that you might make it and or walk again right tell us how did how did this happen how did this accident happen yeah i was just driving uh there was a actually was a hit and run there was a guy coming from behind me he was speeding uh he hit the back of my car and so about the impact uh, you know my foot the accelerator ran on the island ran over a couple of trees went on ongoing traffic um and i hit a bigger tree on the opposite side of uh, the road and so I noticed uh, when I woke up, I was in the back seat, face down. Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't move. Um, I couldn't even scream. Actually, I was trying to scream for help. But I couldn't even sound like a slight whisper. So next thing I know, uh, somebody was next to my car. Uh, my sunroof was open. Somebody was next to my car, calling for you know, for help. I woke up in a hospital um, after the surgery. Um, they told me uh, I would never use the left side of my body. Um, so they said uh, I went to one walk. If I did walk, it'd be very funny. Probably could. I woke up. I couldn't even use any parts of my body. Barely can use my right arm. I couldn't even lift a sheet off my. I couldn't lift a sheet up. So like, you were was, paralyzed. Was you were paralyzed. Yeah, I was paralyzed. Wow. When I woke up in a car, face down, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do nothing but blink. So Man. tell me when you when you notice that none of my extremities are working, and my like what. Do you remember what you were thinking then or were you like in shock? How was it? And from the car accident, like when yeah. I was like, like when, you, when you knew you were in that car and you, you know, you, you couldn't move. You're in the front seat and then now the impact you're in the back seat. That's crazy. I'm going to tell you my first initial thought, honestly, my first initial thought in that car when I uh, woke up in the back seat, I said, man, let me get and look at my car. I just brought this car. Let me see what's wrong with my car. And I, <laughs> <laughs> then I can't. I could have moved. I was like, oh, man, what's going on? I right. couldn't have no motor function. Wow. My initial thought was like, let me see what's going on with my let car. Let me see what's going on with my car. I just bought this car. My heart earned money. I don't have time for this today. <laughs> but but no, nah, it was honestly, that's the most scariest thing I ever um, been through in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, far as, you know, playing sports and playing ball, I'm active. I love to move around. I, I can't sit still then for me to be able to not move anything but my eyelids. Yeah. I couldn't even scream. So it was kind of, that was real that was terrifying. Scary. That was very terrifying. Um, thank goodness somebody was next to you to be able to call for help. 
Um, out right. of curiosity, did they ever find a person who did the hit and run? Nah. Tell me, how long were you in the hospital? I was only in the hospital for like what, maybe nine or 10 days at the most. So you but were in the hospital? Kind of really okay, so you were in a hospital for nine to 10 days. They released you, but you could not, you still could not walk properly. Bro, I couldn't walk properly, no. Nah. You couldn't walk at all, or you just couldn't? Yeah, I still could, I could walk, but I couldn't walk properly. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't bend down and tie my sewer. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything and whatnot. So what did the doctor say after they say, well, hey, you might be paralyzed, you know, the way that this is looking, and then you get up and you have mobility. Um, what were they saying? And ever since it was America, they was like, just slow down, I'll never see it happening as rapid, but I was just like, I can't, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I gotta walk, I wanna walk. Mm -hmm. But um, oh, they, they actually told me, they were saying, um, I only had like a year and a half left, whatever, whatever I developed in a year and a half, that was how my body was gonna be permanently, but that wasn't true. Okay, um, so they were saying, based on where you are, and if you don't develop in this amount of Within time, a year and a half, within 18 is, months. Okay, in 18 months, so then, what, as you said, what motivated you? Because, I mean, you you played sports in school, um, very good at sports. What motivated you? I mean, it had to be, you know, athletes are competitive by nature. Most of the time, athletes are in good physical shape, and that could have benefited you. But it's not so much that physicality, it's more mental, as we say, right? <laughs> It's definitely mental. It's definitely mental in, a, uh, in that situation. Like, you got seven vertebrae to create a neck. So I damaged five out of seven, you know? So I I cracked two. Crack is breaking it. So I cracked two, broke or shattered three and four, cracked five and six. Only one and seven was intact. Mm -hmm. My daughters, like, was scared of me when they came to the hospital to see me. My daughters was like, He's not. He's a monster. We don't even want to come next to him. You know, I'm got all that stuff around me on my neck and, and whatnot. But my homeboy in particular, um, he played ball with me, played football with me. He came and visited me. Prayed. I had um, uh, physical therapy, and so I had to do these little things with my hands, emotions, and little bars. So my uh, PT trainer, he was saying, "Don't you know? Only go so far." And my boy practicing right here next to me, watching me. And then so I just, he actually made me go a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, no, nah, I got to be better. So if somebody say, no, nah, you only go to five. I'm going to try to go to seven or eight. Right. I mean, I always try to push myself. Right. Did you find when you were pushing yourself, um, and, and that's, that's just something, you know, being once married to a professional athlete and children who participate in sports all their lives. And, you know, I ran track, um, back way, way, way back in the day, <laughs> but, um, and having that type of competitiveness that, that just helps drive a person to want to push to, if you tell me five, I'm going six, seven, eight, Mike to 10. Do you think that, um, did you feel any kind of pain when you will push yourself or did you, were you able to suppress that mentally? to drive you? Listen, I I enjoy pain. And the reason why I say this to you, for one, playing sports, I remember one of my coaches told me, he played overseas ball. You know, we looked at him because he was nice and we trying to be a professional as well and overseas or NFL, or whatever. And he said, you got to 
you got to learn to love that pain and push through it. And then so me already thinking that, and then as far as me breaking my neck and not being able to feel nothing, mm-hmm. but my eye, you know, just being able to blink. So when I got to be, I, I prayed, let me feel something. Mm-hmm. I want to feel pain. So when I felt pain, that was a sign of relief. Okay. So I want to feel, I want to continue to keep feeling this pain. I want to push through it and be better and be stronger. So that's, that pain, I ain't did. Pain, you, you love pain when you don't feel nothing. You begin Amen. to love the pain. Amen. That That's pretty powerful because you're saying I was at a place where, you know, paralysis didn't allow me to feel anything and to feel anything even with pain was a blessing because that's what you're praying for. I want to feel it. I want to feel it. So that's a blessing and, and a prayer answered. Um, tell me how long was the physical therapy process? I went to physical therapy maybe about like about a year, a year and a half. I was walking, still doing things. I was still developing myself. You know what I mean? So I go walk because my emotions, like I, my equilibrium was off. I balance. I couldn't balance myself. Uh, like if I walk in the grass, I'm stumbling, I'm shaky because you know the grass and the dirt is uneven. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I just kept doing certain little things like that, pushing myself. Um, constantly try to remember in my head, like you know, when you feel this, you know, what can I do slowing down while my muscles or my hand motion to you know repetition, then it begins to come faster, become more easier. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you was a basketball player, you're trying to practice your uh your free throw. Right. The more you practice on the repetition, the more it just comes easy. You okay, know, it's so motor me, skills. Those motor skills. Let me ask you this now. Let's say that we're talking to someone because we I'm have sorry. listeners out here who are not athletes or never competed in as far as, you know, to understand when we're talking about the mentality of, because that's very, very traumatic. Um, if someone's telling you that, hey, well, first of all, you, you can't feel your body, okay? Um, and there's paralysis and then they're telling you, well, you have a, you have a, you have a small window here. And if you don't, you know, hit this mark, this is where you may be. Um, so what words of, of encouragement can you give someone who may not totally understand where we, where we are with this athletic mindset? And, and it's, and it's beyond that too, because I know that we are, believers in Christ, um, but what or what encouragement can you give someone who, who has a loved one or who may be actually going through what you went through and they want to give up? Don't never quit. Don't give up because it's, like you said, it's a small window, but that window, they not, they not, that's not true to me. You know what I'm saying? What they said, that window, that's not true because your body's going to always, if you take care of your body, your body going to heal itself. Your body's actually a doctor. You are the best doctor, your body. So if you constantly heal yourself and eat right and just keep praying and stay focused and constantly repetition, 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 don't quit. Mm-hmm. Just like keeps like, you know, if your physical therapy don't run though, keep doing it by yourself. Take on, go, go for walks. And they'll say, no, nah, you shouldn't be walking. Go for a walk. You know, push yourself. Try to go for a jog, a light jog. Constantly, you know, just do certain things, but always don't quit. I mean, mm-hmm. my boss, uh Ralph, he uh owns Be Epic and Heads Up. What is it, two weeks ago now or a week and a half ago? He actually just got into Christ and had the same thing. Are you serious? the same thing? The same thing happened to him. Uh I mean it happened to me, happened to him. And it's kind of hard to speak to him or get any information due to the fact that because of COVID. Like, you know, we trying to reach out to his wife. Uh, but he's going through, he went through the same thing and 
and I've been trying to reach out to Ralph and, you know, and, and talk to him and whatnot to give him words of encouragement. Like, you just got to fight, I, I promise you, because that's, you have to fight. Like, I can't, me personally, I can't imagine me in the way, I don't want to imagine myself in a wheelchair. I have to be able to move. And then so you just got to fight and it's really mental. And I promise you it's mental. And if they tell you, you can, you, you're able to, you just gotta, you gotta dig deep and go in there and grab because it's right there for you. You, you will, when you start feeling the sensations in your body and your legs, you'll get excited and you want to keep feeling that pain and you want to keep walking through it because you didn't, Feel no, you couldn't even feel anybody pinching you. You know, you couldn't feel somebody was trying to harm you or hurt you, but that it's a good feeling let you know you're alive. You know, so you want to fight through it. That's good. That's good advice. And listen to my listeners. I'm not a doctor, nor is Kenny. And so we do um, encourage you to take your doctor's advice based on where you are. But there is also a mental component that we're saying mind over matter, right? We're saying faith over fear will help you heal yourself. Um, Not having that doubt that you can't do it based on somebody else's diagnosis of what they think, you know, um, you can defeat the odds. And I wanted um, Kenny to share that with you because I haven't been in a car accident where I've experienced paralysis, but I love speaking to people who have overcome. And I do hope that you take his words of encouragement and advice, as well as his testimony, because he's moving just fine. He looks real good. <laughs> and, you know, he is here to, to share that. that. And, and, and for a reason, when you hear that your boss um, unfortunately ha- is going through the same thing that you can be that encouragement because who would have thought he moves from Milwaukee. He is a professional barber, you know, works with a, a team of guys and his boss, someone he's close to would have the same situation happen to him. I mean, it's just, it's, it's sometimes divine intervention that you can't even make up that God right. would know that he would need your experience to help your friend and your boss today. And then to be able to share this across the airwaves with other people. Um, and, and for whatever it is, it doesn't have to only be about a car wreck. It's any situation that you, or challenge in your life that if you have the mindset um, to push forward, you guys can do it. And, and that's what we want to relate to you. Now, tell me a little bit about, I really do appreciate you sharing it with me. Oh, um, I really do appreciate that. Tell me about your business and why, you know, I know you this cool barber and you do a lot of good things for your guys. Do you think that your situation has helped you become a better barber? Yes, on a communication level, as far as to, to tap into somebody, as far as their emotions, sure, because it made me be more humble. Mm-hmm. Um let me be more patient. Mm-hmm. So I, I can, you know, yes. Yeah. And not yeah, only just, a barber, just a better man, just a better human being, a better son. A like better just father. something that helps. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like I said, it makes you appreciate things a little bit differently. I'm sure it does. I mean, I'm sure your lens for life is a lot different than many when, you know, you, you face that challenge and being able to have a life to share with other people and encourage them is really 
God's gift, not only to you, but to so many people. How did you decide that you wanted to become a barber? And what, what do you love about it? Well, I used to always cut hair in high school, mm-hmm. but um, what made me become really a barber because me breaking my neck. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love physical contact so far. The jobs I had, I couldn't, I couldn't do it no more. So I had to do something different. Um, but what do I love about it? I love the camaraderie about it. I just love the before and after, you know, to see how somebody come in there. I like giving people confidence. You know, I talk to them and crack jokes and make them feel better. You know, mm-hmm. somebody could have a, a sucky day yeah. and they come in there and they go in there and vent and talk crazy, man. Stop lying and mess with them, cracking <laughs> jokes to get them, you know, bring the spirit up. You know, yeah. I, I love cutting hair. I, I love doing that. I love it with a passion. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's cool that, you know, you can come out of a, a very challenging situation and find um, something that can give other people confidence and, and help them along their way. So I really appreciate this. And I know that um, these words will resonate with someone, especially if you are um, healing from a car accident, Um, just that whole mental and emotional component. It, that's, that's sometimes it's the long, takes the longest to heal, you know, the why me, or why is it taking so long or, or what have you. But I hope that Kenny was able to, resonate with you to know that be patient give it time things will work out they really will but even though you're giving a patient remember but even though you're giving a patient giving time you have to put in that work mm. you have to work that's yeah. a fact you can't just sit around and expect your body to automatically heal itself mm-hmm. and if you're going through a situation like that i know they're telling you like to just sit down and relax but that's the wrong thing to do the, the correct thing to do is get up you like to try to make yourself get up and move around mm-hmm. because the more you sit around the the more your mental is going to be like you know i can't do it i'm not able to do it my body i don't know how i don't remember how to do it so you have to get up and move around yeah that makes a lot of sense too because and, and you know or to do something you know what i'm saying get your mind off of it because if you kind of sit and wallow woe is me because it takes over because you steal you have nothing else to do you know so well, Right. So you're saying that take a walk, you know, do something to keep your mind active in, in being a part of your healing. Correct. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Mr. Wilkins, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Before we end this uh, interview, I have my aunt on uh, and Gwendolyn Turner is her name. And just to bear witness to her son um, going through this. And as a parent, um, Aunt Gwen, tell me how did this situation affect you when you got the call that your son had been in an accident? Oh, Monique, it felt like I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. It felt like everything was just in slow motion. Like I just couldn't move fast enough. Yeah. But when the doctor called, me and told me that my son was in ER about to do surgery right away. Mm-hmm. He said that my son asked, could you call my mom? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that happened. And, and even the doctors, they were surprised mm-hmm. because he, the way he described, he said, ma'am, I'm not going to lie to you. He said his head is hanging off like a chicken, mm. like a chicken neck is broken. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was a, it, it, 
nobody but God to allow him to still be able to talk in his head it's not contact attack. I mean, it's just like, oh my God. Right. You know, it's hang, hanging off. Right. But he was still able to say, Mama, I love you. And I was crying. He was saying, Mama, cut that out. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's truly a miracle because for someone to be able to still talk to you, yeah. and, and the neck is hanging off, and he's in all this right here, and he's trying to calm me down. Yeah, yeah. That was a miracle. Tell me yes. what happened when, when you got to the hospital. I, he was in surgery for so many hours, mm-hmm. so many hours. So I was unable to see him for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, the room filled up with, with the family members. I, I tell you, it was, it was something. It was, it was something. And he, after the, those long hours in surgery, he said that he would be paralyzed on his left side. Mm-hmm. So because of the way that Kenny... He's so determined to not have himself be paralyzed. Yeah. I mean, it was, he went through a lot, Monique. He truly did. He couldn't button his shirt. He couldn't even feed himself. It was a lot of things that he couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the frustration that I seen on his face and it, it, it was just, it was a lot. But I said, that was truly a miracle. My God, I never uh, heard of no one with their neck hanging off that way and Right. He's still talking and he know that God had him. And it was like uh, most people just have gave up, not asked to call a family member, mm. you know, but he did. Right. He did. Right. He know how much God loves him. And, you know, he was raised up knowing about God. So right. he told me he had nothing to worry about. But it was a miracle. I tell you, it was a miracle. Nobody but God. Nobody but God. And it was a miracle, a beautiful miracle, because God allowed you guys to bear witness to it. If you're if he has that kind of um, consciousness that he's coherent enough to say, I love you, then it's definitely a miracle that God needed not only for him to bear witness, which it seems like his faith was already intact, but for other Mm -hmm. to other people to come to know the God that he believes in or to confirm the things that they already know that God is able. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I tell him all the time. He's a walking testimony. Yeah. I tell him all the time. And I was going to say this, I know that unfortunately we lost my cousin, Frederick, your son. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Through, you know, years ago for that call to come through, I'm sure it was very nerve wracking for you as a mother period, you know, anytime our children are in harm's way. Um, But to go through those emotions of what now, how was your faith? What my son went through is a miracle. And I know God delivers miracles every single day. But when that happened to him, I was screaming saying, God, no, not another one. Not another one of my children. Oh God, no. It it was, it it was a a feeling that I, I don't even want my own enemy, if I had an enemy to experience what I went through. And I tell you, it's, it's something when a, a, a parent lose a child mm-hmm. and then something happened to another one, you, you wonder what is going on. Right. You know, but I had my faith and I knew that God had me and everything happens for a reason. Right. Uh, my son that I lost, Fred, turned 21 years old. He left us four days after that. Yeah. And I remember um, on that day, I baked him a chocolate, a chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. 
he was able to get a slice of cake. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it, it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard and tough, you know, when when you lose a, a child. Yeah. But God, um, I, I told, like I tell Kenny all the time, I said, Kenny, honey, I said, you are a walking miracle baby. And I said, you, you, and you also a walking testimony. When someone needs some encouragement, mm-hmm. you the kind of person that they probably really will listen to you because all what you went through mm-hmm. and you know, that's what wasn't anyone but God, because the doctor said that you're going to be paralyzed on the left side of your body. Right. But, but God, <laughs> but God had him coming out the hospital. He said, not oh, my days God. later. And he has mobility. So that's, yes. that's a miracle. Look, yes, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. But I thank you for sharing your um, testimony and your witness to, you know, um, God's mercy and his love and him answering prayers and that going through it as a parent. And I think that you, if you can give some words of encouragement to a, a parent who might be, you know, who witnessed their child going through some kind of hardship or an accident or being told that, okay, we're saying this diagnosis, what words of encouragement can you give to some parents right now that may need it? Stay on her knees or stay on his knees mm-hmm. and believe and trust. Mm-hmm. And as they say, turn, turn all your burdens and your problems over to the Lord mm-hmm. and God, he will work it out. Just believe and have your faith in God. That's all you need. And you don't even need a lot. You know, a lot of times, you know, you hear faithful people that say pray and people like, well, I don't know what to pray or I, you know, I may not believe or I wasn't brought up in the church or what have you. If you turn on that mustard seed faith, that little, just a little Mm -hmm. bit, say, I know that something and we're saying God, okay, because we believe we know that it's God. But there is some way somehow that you can overcome this and you just get to give a little bit of faith, then you will come to know the God that we're talking about in due time. In due time, you will. But just stay encouraged. Keep hope, you know, keep hoping. And and you, too, can have a testimony like um, my Aunt Gwen, as well as my cousin Kenny. You know, I like when you say in due time, Monique. Yeah. In due time, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we want things to just happen. We want it to happen, mm-hmm. but we have to be, we have to be patient and wait. God always knows the right time Amen. when to come in. Yeah. So in due time, I like when you say in due time, we do have to be patient and in due time, God will take care of everything. Well, thank you both for sharing, you know, those powerful words of encouragement and your experience. And it's nothing like a mother's love and it's nothing like a son's love for his mother and having that support that um, we can, we can do all things through Christ, through faith, yes. through love. And I thank both of you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Thank you so much, Kenny, for sitting at the mic with me and sharing your beautiful story, uh, your testimony of perseverance and faith, um, having a mindset to overcome. I really appreciate that. I know that it blessed somebody today. And Aunt Gwen, I thank you for sharing your perspective from a parent's loving eyes that prayer works and that miracles do happen. And I thank both of you. I know that your words, your of encouragement, bless somebody today. I thank you for that. And listeners, just know that if you are going through a challenge, um, that miracles happen. And you are a miracle every day that you wake up. 
and whatever's coming your way, you too can overcome. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to Life, Love, Marriage, Divorce, the podcast. Have a blessed week. And until the next podcast, God bless. Thank you.